Hi, my name is Cheryl Spangler. Welcome to The Good Side of Crypto. And today we're going to discuss strategies of sophisticated virtual land owners, which I call metalords on this channel. And there are six identifiable, uh, I would say, strategies that a virtual land owner will use when they go to buy the virtual land and rent it out. And the goal here is to make passive income. That is my goal with virtual land or digital assets or uh, real estate NFTs. They're all the same thing. It is the first layer of a virtual world, which is the real estate NFT. And then everything is built on top of that. There's multiple layers. I have a diagram that I've created showing all the layers that start with the virtual land being who owns it. Just like in physical world, who owns the land? And then is it residential? Is it commercial? And what's built on top? So same thing applies in the digital world. And uh, for example, like if you watched one of my videos about the Meta Mansions by Keys, they actually have, you know, the mansion is the actual object that is going to go on top of the free plot of land that you get, but also they are going to have residential and commercial plots. So um, I, I think some of the virtual worlds haven't really identified what is what. They just basically have virtual land. They separate it into pieces. They sell them off. And then they say, okay, what can you build? Are you going to either build using the Unreal Engine or some in, 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 in metaverse builder like OVR? So the point is you're buying virtual land. So the question is now, what do you do with it? How do you become a virtual landlord? And what strategies can you use that will make you the most sophisticated virtual landlord earning the most profit with the most passive income out there? So that's what we're talking about today. Long intro, but there are six items on my list when I was thinking through the last 22 years of my own real estate experience, helping people buy commercial land, residential, just in general, the real estate industry, right? And we are in the virtual real estate industry, okay? Every website that exists is virtual real estate. So if you say, well, I'm not into that. Yes, you are, because you have some presence online where you're selling something, either a product or service or yourself, <laughs> you know, or you're just simply promoting yourself as like someone who loves the blog. And that is you own virtual real estate and you pay and rent that virtual real estate from WordPress. You, you rent that virtual real estate from GoDaddy if you have a website on GoDaddy. Whatever it is, you are either renting or owning your own virtual real estate right now in the web two world, right? Think of this like you've already purchased land and now you want to rent it. And let's say you already have figured out how to market that land or reach out to people that you potentially want to rent to. You're still gonna want some strategies to become a better meta lord, a meta landlord, because otherwise you're gonna get screwed. People are gonna move on their product and service selling onto your virtual land. And you're basically going to have to figure out how to get them off. And there needs to be some contract in place. So I've been thinking through every aspect of a virtual land transaction and what it would take. And so that's where I came up with these six things. The number one thing is the ability for you to renegotiate any terms you initially come up with. One of the reasons that you would want to have some stipulation in this digital contract for you to renegotiate the terms is because the value of your virtual land is going to be dependent on either who's on it 
what they're doing on it or what your neighbors are doing on it. And so it is, it is a fact that physical real estate's value is kind of dependent on what's nearby. Well, institutions spend millions of dollars vetting where to put a Starbucks and where to put a Target and where to put a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's. So just having that nearby is going to make your land more valuable. Same thing applies to what people are doing on your land will make the, the next plot more valuable. So I think that it's important when you come up with a virtual land contract, which I'm doing, by the way, is to be able to write in there that you have the option to renegotiate terms of the land within six months based on the fact of what they're actually using it for and how they're marketing themselves and what kind of experience the people who are visiting it have. Okay, because you want good tenants just like they want a good landlord. Uh, The second strategy to becoming, I feel like, a sophisticated virtual land owner is identifying a stable rent, a per month stable rent, a per year, or a discount for a per year stable rent, and also negotiating a percent of the business that they do on that land as revenue that you earn. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of acquisition.com, but he basically buys businesses that are between one and 10 million current earning revenue, and he helps them grow. Well, guarantee he's taking probably a percentage of their business, no different than renting out your virtual land. Now, if you buy a piece of physical land and you say you're going to rent that out to, let's say a clothing manufacturer, you can't in this physical world You can't say, well, if you're going to rent my land in this commercial space, you have to now pay me a percent of everything you sell. That's actually not possible that I, that is not something that you do right now, but in the virtual world, you can do whatever you want because you, I'm, I'm saying you can do and start any way of business negotiations that you choose and they can choose to agree or not agree. And for that, you may, as a landlord, a meta lord decide that you want to help them market that land. I mean, you're always wanting to market that land because that person will probably rent that space, possibly leave, and you're going to want someone else to rent it. So you're always going to want to uh, market the space that you've purchased virtually as something that people really want to rent from you. And maybe there's some things that you offer them. Like I constantly market for, I constantly use social media to market to my virtual land space And whoever rents here is automatically going to benefit from that. Maybe that's something you do. Strategy number three, the ability to continue promoting that virtual land space, regardless of a tenant being on it, helps both parties. One, it attracts people to their business. And also it keeps you, uh, keeps your options open if the tenant reneges on the deal and says, you know what, I, well, one, I can't pay you either by fiat or cryptocurrency. And two, I don't have anything to put on it. So I'm going to stop paying. Now, these are digital contracts that they're initially going to sign when they go to rent your land and it needs to be in print. Strategy number four, always have an accumulating wait list for your virtual land property. So at, so you don't give the current renter an advantage over you. I would suggest that when you decide to buy a piece of virtual land, you think about creating a landing page representing the land that you own, the metaverse that you own it in, and you can leave the the average rent cost off for now because maybe you don't know that. But the point is that you want to create a story around the land that you own and why someone would want to come rent it, number one. Number two, you want people to actually find 
your land that you have for rent. So you want to create some kind of landing page. So like we're not diving all into everyone is going to leave the internet and go to the Web3 blockchain experience. We're buying virtual land and we're integrating it into what exists right now, which is that you're going to create a landing page to represent all the land that you own, create a story around why this why these different areas and these different metaverses are, are something that someone would want to rent. And eventually you'll know exactly how much you want to rent it for. And you'll have that information. You'll also have like, you know, a potential contract for someone to sign, to look at. Strategy number five, to keep strategic alignment of interests. First of all, your virtual land is only as good as your neighbor uh, in some cases, because people want to be by other people who are doing things that are really great, right? And it creates more value. So you want to keep into strategic alignment with who you are in some respects and who you're renting to. An example would be anti-drug, anti-political focused, and anti-self-harm products or services. So you don't want to rent to someone who is doing something, promoting something, or selling something that you don't believe in because it's going to make you not want to promote your own virtual land property. Now, you may not have even purchased a piece of virtual land at this point, and you're like, what are you talking about? But one day you will, and you might want to come back to this, because in a sample contract, these are the things that I would want to put in it to make the absolute, and these are the, the, these are the strategies I would want to take to have the best virtual land options for renters helping the renters and also feeling good about who's on the land and what they're doing. Strategy number six, to create and make you the most sophisticated virtual land owner, which again, I call a meta lord or meta lady, design post-rental agreement expectations that are spelled out before anyone signs, which is I think the biggest problem with all negotiations is that the expectations are way off and people are like, what? And so when people decide they find a space to rent, they figure out how to rent it, you have some kind of a digital agreement that they sign to also think about the post-rental agreement expectations, meaning how will, you know, what are the do's and don'ts in your mind as a landlord that you're going to allow someone that's renting that virtual space? What are you going to allow them to do? Or is there anything that you're not going to allow them to do? Maybe you just give them free reign to do whatever the heck they want, sell whatever they want, be whatever they want. Like, you know, you know, maybe someone has a virtual land. I'm just going to use this as an example. Maybe has someone has a virtual land space, you, and you want to rent it. And I want to rent it from you. And I want to put a strip club on there. And I start doing all this marketing. So you want post-rental agreement expectations laid out so that people aren't doing things that you don't agree with and have some rules. If they don't want the rules, they can go buy their own virtual land. It's not like you're totally restricting them. There are just post-rental agreement expectations. So if you guys want to download a sample copy of a virtual land rental agreement that I'm putting together, comment below the word rental agreement, and I will make sure that you get a copy sent directly to you. So if you are thinking about purchasing something in a metaverse, comment where you have bought, and I'll see you guys in the next video. The sun is shining. I knew it would. The world's a playground. I'm in the clouds. Let me show you what it's all about.